Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Trees and No Plots. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson. And I am joined by my three lovely co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Blue Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. Hello. Uh, it is good to virtually see you all again. It is, yes. It's nice to uh, nice to squeeze in another recording session. It's hmm. difficult with lives isn't it, at the moment, but we'll um, get there. Ah, uh, yes. All hectic, all on the go. But we're here for you, listeners. We're here. Yeah, get your, get your bi-weekly fix of Lovecraftian horror D&D. Yes. Because there is nowhere else to go for it with this specific story because it's homebrew. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah, well, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Brittany Sneers, our Valdalkan wizard. And all of you are currently a bit wet. I wouldn't go that far. But, <laughs> but no. I mean, I, I, I enjoy playing D&D as much as the next person. But I mean, you know, uh, limits, DM, limits. I see. Yes, we never did any limits discussion, so everything is on <laughs> the table. <laughs> <laughs> the table is over-encumbered. Yes, it is indeed. Well, I suppose I should clarify. Last week, or last fortnight, or last episode. Last episode makes more sense. Last episode on Gunpowder Trees and No Plot, our players were continuing to explore the catacombs and finding lots of lovely, horrible things. You found some treasure, which was dangerous. You figured out how the whole dragon in the wall trap worked, but you only managed to get a little bit of loot. Mostly gold. But Brittany did come away with a very fancy-looking staff that she's not had a chance to attune to yet. You then went on a little bit of an exploration. Uh, I should also note that you rested, and your watch animal, a tiger called Carol, was killed by something, and it left huge, horrible claw marks in the walls around you. But you didn't see the creature the killing. That's worrying, especially because it wasn't there when you all woke up. But not to be deterred, as you are recklessly brave as always, you continued on with your day and decided to explore the southeast part of the map, an area that you'd looked at once before but hadn't really done anything down here. But today you decided to break through the door, a little bit of lockpicking, and see what was in this little chamber down here. And I think I'm right in saying something It was here that none of you expected. That was your old friend Menderax, who we've not seen in quite a while now. Last spotted. Shimmering River Camp, being punished by the Nightmare Man. A blast from the past there. Mm. And it seems he has fallen out of favour quite a bit, because last you saw him, he was pretty much large and in charge, and now he is some sort of prisoner, locked in some kind of magical, like, lightning cage. It's just this horrifying, like, red arcane lightning just swirling around him in this plateau he's on with these, like, intricately carved stone pillars and the lightning seems to be zapping him and then some arcane symbol on the floor is basically like restoring him just enough so he's kept in this constant state of agony which is fiendishly horrible you don't know if he necessarily care that he's in a bad state he's not a nice guy he was certainly working towards ending the world as you know it but you kind of realize that maybe if he's on the outs maybe he could be turned to your side 
So rather than just leaving him here to rot, you decided to have a bit of a conversation. And with some rather successful persuasion roles, you did manage to get him a little bit on side and get him opening up about things. I think mainly he told you a little bit more about the, the Illuminated and the Whispering Man's plans, about the effectively destroying of the um, elemental barriers and the falling of the Shadowfell and the Feywild and kind of doing something with all of them that allows the destruction or changes or whatever the hell the Whispering Man's actually trying to do to the material plane. But they're basically working on knocking all the walls down. To aid that, they needed some distractions so that, you know, powerful people weren't able to act against them or muster any sort of response. And you found out that that's just what was going on with recruiting the giants. It was all Basically, I think in, as Tommy might think of it, it was all just a big shell game where the prize was never in any of the cups. They were, they're moving pieces around the material plane, making it look like they care an awful lot about them, but they don't give a shit about any of them. They're all just one big distraction to the real ploy that's going on. That doesn't mean they're any less of a threat. Having some sort of possessed giant army beating down your walls is a very real threat. And that's kind of the point. They might not mm. care if they lose it, but you certainly care that they're attacking you. Yep, it's uh, yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? But I mean, it's a it's a massive come down for a poor old Menderax. So I, I I did sympathy's not the right word, but you know, going going from a uh, a great war leader and privy to all the boss's plans to a glorified battery is um yeah, yeah pretty low. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it, you don't necessarily feel sorry for him because you know he's not a nice guy. He's quite literally a fiend specifically I mean, he's a yugoloth and he did try to kill all of you and would have happily watched you all die had you know we were in a different circumstance but yeah it, it's not the best seeing what's happened to him Brittany did try to inspect the prison and see if she could work anything out but she couldn't really get anything it's a, quite a complicated spell here menderax did let you know though that what's powering this isn't here this is like part of a mechanism and I think he sort of implied that the the bit that you'd seen with the necromatic pool where the creatures were being created in might be another part to the ritual but there seems to be some sort of power source somewhere else that's kind of keeping this whole thing running so if you wanted to let him out for any reason or just stop what's going on here you'd have to stop the power source unfortunately while he was trying to explain his, the situation to you and give you valuable insight about the things you were asking. He hadn't really asked him at all about the castle yet, for starters, so you were probably going to start seeing what he may know about the current situation. Suddenly you heard some rather sarcastic clapping, as someone here isn't overly impressed with the little show that Mendrax is putting on for you, and, well, they've flooded the chamber. Not quite sure how, but, and you're also not sure who they are, so that's fun. But now you are up to, I'd say, your chest? as water has just flooded all the way down these hallways is filling up this room in interestingly like it's hitting the the cage around mendrax and it's like evaporating so you're getting a lot of like smoke hissing off of that so he's not actually getting flooded but you all are it's almost acting like a physical barrier you notice can i use mage hand to open the door behind us which door are you talking about so this door uh well Potentially, but there's a few things that are going to have to happen first, I'm okay. afraid, as this water comes rushing into the room. So let's kick it off, shall we? Could everyone, first off, roll me dexterity saving throws, please? Okay. 
<laughs> Starting As you are well. Full in the face with water. That is rushing towards you. Yeah. Eighteen from Tom. This okay. Is well. <laughs> so, that does not well. Nope. Tommy and Sophia, you are fine. Water hits you square on and you are not knocked back. Brittany, on the other hand, with a seven, you are a frail wizard. And unfortunately, that means when you get hit in the face with a wall of water, you go fucking flying. So you, I'm afraid, knocked prone. Yay. You crash straight into this arcane prison. And I'm going to roll some damage on you. We see this. Like, Brittany's still invisible. No, she's invisible. So yeah. you just hear a yelp, and then you see... I like almost like an electrified cartoon skeleton as she takes 11 points of lightning... Uh, sorry, 10 points of lightning damage. Uh, yeah, I think that would probably break my concentration, so... <laughs> I, 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 I feel I, like... I would assume I wouldn't want to be invisible still. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this, this, this play out before in Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> and... You are prone, so you are knocked on the floor as well, just right in front of this cage. Balls. And it's up to you. I mean, if you want to drop your invisibility, that's one thing, but it would be a concentration check if you wish to uh, make a con I, save. I will allow it to drop. Okay, so you're just visible. Yep. So what I would say next is, everyone, please roll me initiative. Okay. And 11 from 24. 20. I'll take that. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're... Been shocked awake with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I get to roll it twice. Oh, a six. That's yeah, slightly better. It's a natural from a, two. From a, <laughs> from a five, natural one, to a six. Fantastic. Okay. This is going to go badly, I see. Oh, good. <laughs> so, as we enter really back into this, the water hits you all. Tommy, Sophia, you brace yourselves. Brittany is not quite so lucky as she goes flying into the cage. You can hear this voice that you don't recognize echoing through the corridor as it goes <laughs> i hope you're all enjoying the swim do be careful though water can hide a great deal of horrors <laughs> Brittany, 24 you are effectively surprised so you lose your turn as something starts to move underneath the water. Tommy, you do spot it, so you're actually not surprised in this round. It didn't beat your uh, passive perception. But you see this large shadow swimming through the water towards you all. It's like maybe 12 foot long. It is huge. Large, specifically. Cool. The horned head of this snake-like creature rises up out of the water. You see it bearing its fangs, and in the middle of its forehead, you see this blood-red jewel. It's its turn. Oh dear. Amazing. Oh dear indeed. Because what it's going to do is hit you with its gem gaze, all three of you. As this serpent's gem flashes in this 30-foot cone of iridescent light, each creature in the area must make me a constitution saving throw, please. Question. If I'm underwater, which I assume I am if I've been knocked over, can I see it? In what? You see the creature? Oh, well, yeah. The gem. The gem. Oh, the gem hits you anyway. You can't actually see the creature at the moment. You're, you know, drowning, technically. Yeah. But the gem hits me anyway. I don't have yes. to... Yes. I don't have to 
see it. Yes, it is a magical beam of energy that's cutting through the room. Ten. I'll take an eighteen. Seventeen. Ten for Sophia. Okay. Uh, Tommy and Brittany, you both pass just quite annoyingly. So you're going to take half damage. Sophia, you're going to take full damage. So let me roll this for you. Okay, that's 42 points of radiant damage as this blazing beam of light cuts through the area. Tommy, Sophia, Tommy, Brittany, you take half. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) And (laughs) Sophia, as the light fades, you feel the pain of the searing light and then suddenly your lungs contract violently and you start coughing with this disgustingly like wet cough you are sphere no really not and could you do me another constitution saving throw do you want a glass of water i think i've got enough water thanks 24. oh nice 24. you managed to steal yourself this cough seems bad but maybe there's more important things going on right now you don't succumb pain of it but it does hurt like hell that's its turn tommy as i said you are not surprised so you may get your turn I may. You may. Right. I can see it, can I? Oh, yes. It's raised up out of the water, so it's visible. I'd say the water counts as difficult terrain, so half movement if you're trying to move through it, unless you have a swim speed, which you don't, unless Brittany casts something. And that door behind me is... Still got my head out of the water, though, haven't I? So I'm, I'm still breathing. Yeah, it's, it's like chest high at the moment. It's sloshing all around you. It doesn't seem to be increasing past this point. It's just the initial force of it is what swept Brittany off her feet. No, wait a minute. Are we, are we swimming or are we treading water? Treading water. Like, you, your okay. feet can touch the floor. That's why it's difficult yep. to train to move through. You don't have okay. to swim as such. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, hmm. Right, I, th- I guess we fight. Um, all for it, Brittany. Am I... Uh, in shooting range of it because within range of attacking me basically are you asking if you're in its melee yeah range? yeah can, can i can i can i shoot it basically because i shouldn't get a disadvantage anyway yeah i'm just gonna shoot it yeah i don't want what, what i'm talking about really yeah it's not in your melee range whether it's yeah, yeah. Or not, it's a different matter yeah sure okay i'm gonna use my rifle and i'm gonna spend a point to give myself a violent shot on it. And I get advantage because Sophia is within five feet of it. So let's go with a rifle attack with advantage. A 27 on the hit. Seven hits. Tw- 25 piercing plus uh, another 2d12 for the violent shot. Another 16 points plus 2d6, uh, which is four on top of that for my sneak attack damage. Okay. It's a healthy amount of damage, I think, for the first attack. Mm-hmm. I will we'll take that. that. Yeah, and then finessing away the rifle, I'll draw uh, the last rights and I will fire a single shot. No advantage, just straight up. And that's a 19 and 8 points of piercing damage. Uh, a 19 does hit. I don't like the way you slowed for that. And <laughs> an extra d4 of necrotic which is a two and okay (laughs) i think i can't i think i have to reload my rifle now don't i you get one shot i believe i do don't i yeah yeah i was right 
do I want to action surge? Do you know yeah, what? I think this thing. I think I do. So I'm going to move into melee and finessing away the pistol, draw out my flame tongue rapier and my short sword plus two and normal attacks, unfortunately. Uh, a 17. That is not good enough. Your sword bounces off this thing's scales that are as hard as armor. That would have been 15 points of piercing damage. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this was a mistake. And again, swim, away. swim. An eighteen. An eighteen just finds its mark. Okay, and fifteen points of piercing damage, plus two d six worth of ten points of flame damage as well. You notice the piercing seems to go through this creature's skin. Okay, once you find the right spot and with enough strength, you notice that the flame doesn't seem to do a lot to it. Okay, maybe not the flame tongue then. I didn't really expect it to, do you, if it's a water-type Pokemon? Flame. You need an electric-type Pokemon for that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. As it's rearing back, Sophia, unfortunately, you are surprised, so you lose your turn. Brittany, what? Even had something geared up as well? Cunts. Well, you should pay attention when I tell you that you're surprised, apart from Tommy. <laughs> but top of the round, Brittany, you are prone on the floor... Technically drowning, but I'm assuming you're going to stand up. Well, what are my options? My options... Do it take me an action to stand up, I assume? No, it's half your movement. Half my movement. All right, okay. Yes, then I'll stand up. Mm. Uh, and... Well, I'm not very impressed with this thing. So, fuck it. Uh, I'm going to cast Disintegrate on it. <laughs> That's not a nice laugh. Yeah, it's not, but it's my only option, really. So I'm going to try. Ooh. So it's a... Okay. DC 18 dexterity save? It is, yes. I don't know why it's got that attack thing on there. DC 18's good. I like it. Uh, DC 18. That is a fail. I rolled a 14. Sad times. Yay! Oh, I get to roll 10d6 plus 40. Jesus Christ. You indeed. Wow, that's a good spell. It's probably your best one at the moment, right? Level 7? It is my best one at the moment, and that is 75 damage. Yeah. Ouch. You watch as this thing is like rearing back to strike and a sickly green beam just slices straight through the water, like parting the ocean kind of thing, as it all kind of like hisses and gets blown aside and causes a bunch of steam. And you see it cut straight through this creature, causing a devastating amount of damage. It's not dead, but Ow. that <laughs> sure as hell hurt it. Uh, I'm going to turn it into a handbag. Tommy's like, fucking solid effort there, Brittany. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that will end my turn. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably the first time Tommy's liked magic. <laughs> you won't admit it, though, would you? Okay. No, but I, I am congratulating Brittany, and that's 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 a step. All right. That is, that is true. <laughs> I forgot to do this first round, but I'll I'll let that slide. But this time, on its turn, all of you make me a Constitution saving throw, please, as you watch as this thing starts hissing and shaking around and you notice it's letting off this poisonous vapor that's spreading all around it and uh all of you are impacted by it 23 29 not 20 i don't want to do this again 19 i'm hoping god that's got to be high enough surely annoyingly that is high enough which oh, means thank you all take half damage oh for fuck's sake oh man i've got a nat 20 <laughs> Uh, so that would have been 19 points of poison damage put down to 10. I like this. 
Luckily for you, it didn't get its gem gaze ability back, which makes me sad. We like making you sad there, Kixon. You do. It's such a shame. So, to, to, oh, by the way, Tommy, Tommy's going to shout, Kill it! Not with fire! <laughs> Fire's not great. <laughs> and you see the creature <laughs> Brittany is... puts away her firebomb. <laughs> you see the creature is utterly enraged and really wants to go after Brittany, but you are forming somewhat of a human shield between the snake this horned serpent and your caster who just beamed half of its body off. So it's just going to try tear its way through you. Sophia, it's going to make its gore attack against you Why? as it basically shoots its tail at you and attempts to impale you. Uh, it's a 24. Of course it's a 24. It's, oh my god. It's 25 yeah. points of piercing damage. I'm going to hurt so bad now. I might just run away. And then it's going to, as it tries to basically take you both out, it's going to bite at you, Tommy, almost simultaneously. So it lashes out with its tail towards Sophia, and then you just see its head whips around, and these two massive, like, over a foot long fangs come out of its mouth, and it's just dripping with some sort of ichor. So it's like green, sickly ichor, and it's going to bite into you, Tommy. Nice. 18. Hang on. Because uh, I've got my... Not good enough. I've got my shield out. Oh, no, my two weapons out, rather. Not shield. My two weapon fighting stance. So lucky. Yeah. As it snaps down at you, but you just managed to duck out the way. It's getting, like, jostled around in the flowing water, and so are you. It's just making you hard to hit. That is its turn, though. Tommy, you're up. Okay. I'm guessing I can't easily circle around it here. No, not at all. It's taking up this whole corridor. It's okay. massive. It's annoying. Um, I still get my sneak attack, though, because I've got an ally within five feet of it. So mm -hmm. let's go with a regular... I think we still use the Flame Tongue Rapier. I think is still the best option. I really wish I'd managed to get that um, that Rapier that was we were trying to get back to... Um, to, through the dome to get, but never mind. That would have been handy. Right, A12 does nothing, unfortunately. Just so bounces off those armor-like scales. Yeah. Uh, let's try again. Let's try and go for the same shot I did last time. A 22. 13 22. points of piercing damage. And we'll do, the, we'll do 2d6 flame, even though it's not very much, which is a 4. And we'll do 2d6 for the sneak attack, which is 11. So that's good. That was a good way around to do it. <laughs> uh, and finally, we'll follow up with the short sword plus two in the offhand. A 19, which was good enough last time, wasn't it? Yep. And 13 points of piercing damage. So, uh, yeah, not a, not a terrible round. Okay, it is looking quite badly hurt. It's thrashing around almost manically at this point, in obviously a mix of pain and confusion. But it is still alive. Which I do not like. Sophia, you're up. Um, I I hurt. I hurt bad. Um, it seems like these guys have got it. So, um, wait a minute, whose turn is it next? Brittany's. Can't just leave us in the lurch sphere. I'm just going to preserve my own life and give myself 30 extra healing points. To be honest with that. What are you using? Uh, Channel Divinity. Because fuck that in the ass. Um, that is my action. And don't think I can do anything else. You got any bonus, bonus actions? Action. 
Look, why don't I like, like write these down? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I we'll need do. them every session, and I don't write them down. Let's write them down this time. Ooh, healing word! I could do that on myself. Uh, one second. Fuck it. Try to go for a spiritual weapon. That's a bonus action. Yeah. Fuck it. Whoop you, you could also action surge if you wanted to. No. Create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for duration until you cast a spell again. So I think it's 60, no, up to 20 feet. Is it within 20 feet of me? It is. Five feet of you. Can I hit it? Uh, yes. What does, what form does your spiritual weapon take? Oh, is it Kalimvor's... A what? A pod with an ale in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> it's <Pikachu. laughs> Um, I think it's actually just Kalimvor scales, which is quite boring in comparison to all of those suggestions. Thank you. I mean, it is Kalimvor. He is quite a boring guy. How is that a weapon? Well, it's made out of metal. hit in the head with some scales. I'm sure that hurts. Yeah? I mean, I know Kalimvor's a weapon, but... I uh, just, um... I'm guessing yeah. it's AC doesn't... It doesn't catch. Where are you placing the weapon, by the way? Um... Oh, God. That's a question. Within can, 20 yeah. You can not hit any of your friends, can't it? You can say, "Yeah, you're just gonna hit me." So I just put it right in the middle. <laughs> Mendrax is just in his cage, going, "Ow!" Oh, that is Mendrax, Ow. isn't it? Oh, <laughs> fine. Here, I, mean, I forgot those Mendrax. You're putting it here. I don't know where is this thing. Literally in front of you. Can you see oh. it? This, this, the... No, oh, I can't you not see it. See it? No. Oh, it's the other side of the door to you, but you maybe you can't see oh, it. Oh, I've you... closed the door. Open the door. Open the door. Can't do and, and walk the dinosaur. Oh, there it is. There we go. Yeah. Right. There you go. Oh, yeah. I can't see it at all because the door's closed and from my viewing point. No, I can't. Even if I move myself, I still can't see it. Can you see it now? There it is. No. Whoa. Nope, just moved still can't see space. it. Okay, well, it's, it's there. Trust me, bro. Right. Well, yeah, it's going to be near Tommy. Well, uh, I'm asking because if it's there, it can't hit it. So where are you putting it? <laughs> I can't <laughs> literally can't see. the creature? Yes. Put it behind the creature. There you go. Behind the creature, yeah. That's, that's, that that's, okay. looks good to me. Now attack. Yeah, it's um, 11 versus... Uh, 11, yeah. I see. Unfortunately, that's, that is... A, that's not going to do anything. Oh, well, I tried. Bonk it on the head, and it has literally no effect. Is it going to annoy it, at least? Didn't even seem to mind. Fine, whatever. Next. Okay, Brittany, top of the round. Can you put this thing out of its misery? I'm going to try. Go on, Brittany. So, yeah. Uh, hmm. Things to do, things to do. Um... I don't know if this can work on this creature, but I have to try. So I'm going to cast. Yep, I am. I'm going to cast Phantasmal Killer. Interesting. Sounds cool. Hopefully. Uh, so Phantasmal Killer, you tap into the nightmares of a creature you can see within range, and create an illusionary manifestation of its deepest fears, visible only to the creature. The target must make a Wisdom saving throw on a failed save. The target becomes frightened for the duration. And at the end of the target's turns before the spell ends, the target must see a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage. So, let's see if 15 points of psychic. So, let's see. DC yep. 18. Can it save? Come on, my serpent. Can you live one more round? DC now. Wisdom. Natural 20 or 26. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. So what happens now. if it uh, passes? Anything or nothing? Nothing. The spell just uh, oh, fizzles. A big whoop. 
tried to conjure up the fear of some gigantic leather worker and it just faded away. <laughs> I love it. Giant <laughs> cowboy boots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go you... well with your. Oh no, you're the duster of them. Not for you, though. That's a sad face. Are you going to move, Brittany, or is that your turn? I'm assuming it can see me. Oh, yeah, um, it can see all of you. You're just stood in front of it. Yeah. Could I hide behind Menderax and the cell that he's in? Mm, you I know I'm in water. You can't get that far. You can get to about here. 5, 10, 15. That give me any kind of cover at all? Not really, no. Uh, fine. Um, yeah, no, actually, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'll go back. Yeah, I'll move back a bit. Because then I can move round and then maybe men use Menderax's cover. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, then. Then it is the Horned Serpent's turn. A turn that I didn't think it would ever get. All of you do me the constitution saving throw, apart from Brittany, because you moved out the way of its poisonous aura. Yoo-hoo! Oh, smart. Damn it. Constitution saving throw it is. Oh, Monster die thing. 15 as well. I'm going to go with a monster die thing. I can add, add a d8 to that. That's quite cool. A 3. 18. Ooh, it just gets you there. Um, so it would have been... It's 15 points of poison damage to Tommy, and then 8 points of poison damage to Sophia. Nice. Uh, okay. Ouch. Okay. And let's see if it gets its beam back. No, it does not. Uh, it doesn't. Or the two. Sad yes. times. One beam and done, apparently. <laughs> oh, well. It's going to do what it did last time and attempt to gore Sophia again. So, 18. No, Miss. that's enough. Sad times. That is sad times for you. And then it's going to attempt to bite Tommy. The 29. That will do it. That will do 19 it. 19 points of damage. Ouch. So that's 19 points of piercing damage. And Tommy, make me a constitution saving throw, please. Hang on. Constitution saving throw. A natural one. A natural one. Yeah, well, I've taken enough of them now. I've done, done reasonably well. It's just it's diminishing returns here. <laughs> it's true. Tommy, its fangs sink deep into your flesh, and you see that green icor almost go into you with like a pulse. And you're expecting to feel like the burning sensation of some sort of venom, but instead you feel your lungs contract, and as it pulls its fangs out of you, that same terrible wet hacking cough that Sophia has, you also now seem to have. So please do me a constitution saving throw again. Lovely. Uh, 24 this time. 24. Hey. You managed to fight it back. It's still there, but it doesn't seem to be impairing you right now. You might need some heals. Mm. Right. That was its turn, I'm afraid. Tommy, coughing up a lung, but give me your turn. Okay, here it goes. Flamesong Rapier stabbing straight for its eye. Let's see. A 29, 11 piercing damage, 2d6 of fire, and 2d6 of... Sneak. So that's an 11 and a 9, so 20 damage, and then 9 points of fire, whatever that does to it, if anything. Hmm. So, Tommy, you see this thing rearing back to give you yet another bite, and just as it lunges forward, all its coiled strength coming at you, you almost just hold your rapier out. The point of the blade goes straight through the uh, soft inner part of its mouth, just straight through its palate and cutting up into its brain thrashes around in the water, but eventually it stops moving. Hey, and well the done, team. is defeated. Hey. And now 
its master shows up. <laughs> and now we have to try and stop being poisoned somehow. I'm hoping we don't. Mm -hmm. Is the has the room stopped filling up with water? It just seems to be like level. You're not drowning. It's just there. Okay. An annoying puddle. Well, it's up to your chest, so you know. Big sucks. annoying puddle. <laughs> I'm do a perception check to see if I can see, well, hear anything, any movement or anything. Uh, you can certainly try to, yeah. A fourteen. Mm, just the sloshing of water. Nothing uh, else is revealed to you. No, Tommy's, Tommy's gonna. I don't know if anyone's looked up. If we look up, is there anything above us? <laughs> no, you look around in the the sort of domed ceiling in this room, but there is nothing up there hiding. Um, How's Menderax? Menderax is fine. Like the water doesn't get into his cell. It's as I say, it's kind of evaporating as it's hitting the lightning ring around him. He is looking at the three of you um, with a little bit more. You think maybe respect having it. killed that thing without too much difficulty. Uh, any idea what that thing was, Menderax? I do not know what that creature was. Clearly some sort of pet the, for the steward who rules these halls. The steward? Is that the voice we heard? And, uh, yes, his pitiful, mewling voice of Caelan Tassaran. He is effectively in charge of the catacombs. He handles the day-to-day -day dealings down here for his vampiric overlords. Where might we find this Kalen and put an end to his life? He often moves around, though it does appear that he's already found you. If he is aware of invasion, he most likely won't want to face you head-on. He will do as he has done here and attack you when you're not expecting it. He does have an office on this floor. Whereabouts is it from here? From here, I believe it's roughly to the west, quite far that way. And uh, how, how well do you know these corridors? What are, we, what are we likely to encounter? I don't know them too well. I was paraded through here when I was dropped off, so I got to see a few things. Kalen is the one who runs the operations here, as I said. He has... Numerous little helpers around the place. Some vampiric thralls to the clan Nostra, clan Landrin vampires. He was gifted some creatures known as Fexed by my own former masters. They are undead warlocks of considerable necromatic power. Yeah, there's, there's only one left now. We dropped two of them. You see, he sort of nods approvingly. They are dangerous, not merely for their skills but because they what they see is what their master sees they are quite literal eyes for the whispering man lovely well i hope he felt their pain too when they fell i believe down here there is another one garrett landrin he tends to haunt these catacombs rather than live in the castle above any the reason why Sorry, what was you spoke well, over? Yeah, children. what was the one that we killed? Sorry, Joseph Landron. That was Joseph. Sorry, not Garrett. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Carry on. Uh, any? Why does he prefer it down here? Is he a bit more deranged than his uh, family? I suppose you could say that he, at least from what I know, he was somewhat of a reject, a sickly child. They did not feel he was capable of becoming a full vampire, so they 
altered him. What he is now is some sort of bizarre fiend. I hear him occasionally. He seems to have developed an obsession with one of the crypts down here. He prays to it day and night. Mm. Well, I'm just thinking, have, have we heard that? You've not heard that specifically. You... Ask him if he's got... Do you know if it's, he's got claws? There was something that attacked us while we were resting. Killed one mm. of my animals. No, that would be Kaelin's bodyguard. Oh? Terrible creature made of necromatic energy. Incredibly long claws that it uses to rend the flesh and bodies of its victims apart. Deadly and quiet. It often isn't too far from Kaelin himself. Nice. Well, uh, seems like a healthy little ecosystem going on down here. Yes. Garrett doesn't so much have claws. He is a bizarre creature, wreathed in sh- spiritual energy. He tends to favor the company of ghosts and wraiths and specters, summoning them forth from the long, quiet tombs that you find down here. I might have seen some wraiths and specters, so I'm guessing he's that way. Fair enough. Any, uh, any other castle. words of, of wisdom about the castle? There is one more thing that I am aware of. You are going to struggle to leave the catacombs, even if you avoid or kill Kaelin, even if you free me, if you decide to do that. The way to the upper floors is blocked. Some sort of, I don't know how to describe it, a magical device, some sort of continuous spell, I'm unclear. It was something of Darius's creation. My understanding is when it's active, it can only be passed through or controlled by undead, or at least something wreathed in necromatic power. Anything else gets torn to shreds. I wonder if we can uh, reverse the polarity on it, make it so that only the living can go through and it tears the undead to shreds. That would be quite fun. Might be wishful thinking, though. Well, if you somehow get past that should know something I saw on the way down here. Just beyond the exit of the catacombs is where they keep the bodies of those who have animated but are not of use. They are just mindless, zombified creatures, but there are scores of them. Not deadly by themselves, I'm sure, for the three of you, but in a horde such as this, if you have no way to command them or Send them aside. You may struggle. Whereabouts were they? They're past the device that stops the living entering the upper floors. Excellent. So we got to get get past that, past the device. We still have to go through zombies. The zombie horde, yeah. Lovely. Sounds sounds like a walk in the park. Then I mean, uh, we've uh... do me an insight check. Sorry, just uh... oh yeah, good idea. Uh... (laughs) Nineteen. Seven. And eight. So Brittany's not convinced by Mandarax. Well, it's not so much that. Brittany, you do think he's telling the truth. Like he's seemingly being honest with you. Yeah. You do think he might know something else, though, that maybe he's not being quite as forthcoming with. Okay. Since Tommy seems to be leading this, and he, they seem to know him, I obviously I don't, you know. And I pretty much have, like, pretty simple task here. 
So I might just wander around him and see if I can whisper to Tommy. Just uh, uh, you know, I feel like there's some there's something more. He knows something that he's you know there's a piece of information that he's not given us, kind of thing. But not too close because you know he's pretty dirty. And... <laughs> Actually, no, quite quite had a little bath now, so might be a bit better. <laughs> Certainly, the yeah, first bath yeah. Sophia's had in quite yep, some time. Definitely, wet 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 dog doesn't smell much better than you know <laughs> dirty dog. So <laughs> fair point, fair point. <laughs> yeah, well familiar with the wet dogs now. Hello. All right, so you've you whispered that in my ear, V. Yes, yes. I have. So 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 I'm going to kind of say, look, Mandrax, we uh, we appreciate how candid you've been with us so far. But I get a feeling there's something you're not telling us. Hmm. I suppose there is no harm in sharing. Just more a feeling than anything. When I was being brought down here, I sensed something. Something powerful. It was a, a spark of magical power that I thought perhaps if I could escape myself, I may find it useful. I don't know exactly what it is, but it was potent enough we felt above all the other energies of this accursed catacomb. Interesting. Would I would I be able to sense that as well, since I assume it's because he's some kind of magical being? Mm, I'd say if you want to take a moment and do like an arcana check, you can try see if you can just feel something. Or you could, yeah. I mean, detect magic probably doesn't have the range for this, but you can just okay. see if you can feel something that's like above the background noise of all the other magic going on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Oh, well, I think I get to add a D4. I do. But I don't think it'll make much difference. At 13. 13. You don't know if it's just because you're stood right next to this incredibly magical containment prison, but that's basically taking up all your attention right now. Like, that's just, it's almost like trying to uh, focus on uh, an alarm in the distance when you've got a jackhammer next to your head. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know okay. where you felt it most while you were being paraded through? Somewhere to the northeast. So we have the office of the steward in the west. We have this magical thing to the northeast. Still don't know where this device is or how to get past it. Well, I mean, I'm. Uh... I think we're going hunting. Yeah, I think I think what um have I got, I've got message haven't I actually I don't have to. You don't have to whisper um, anymore. No, you could just don't have to whisper. You can tickle just plant plant your yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe, you know, since this guy, you know, Halen, is it? Yeah, he's a coward and, you know, not not very, um, should I say, combat ready. Mm. I think we might be relatively safe, you know, around here, you know, places to hide, stuff like that. And we do have a thief who could go and steal whatever maybe is creating this magical power, which we could then use to destroy the thing. And then, you know, stabby stabby. Yeah. You're not doing this through through message, are you? Yes, that is exactly what I've said through message. <laughs> okay. To, to both of us. <laughs> yeah. To both of us. All right. Uh, okay. um... to, 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 Tommy's going to kind of look at you and, and kind of raise an eyebrow like, maybe we've got to find this thing now, haven't we? Hence the thief. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm better at stealing stuff when I know where it is. Yeah, but uh, you're also the one who things. goes around. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to go looking for it. I mean, I feel like getting to his office might be a good shout. Yeah. We might find some clues in there. Well, blueprints would be good. Yeah, I mean, anything. And the most likely place is going to be his, his 
So we're going west. Yes, uh, and, and that is that is a west as we look at the board downwards, rather do than we... west as our characters look at back up at us. Okay. Do we want to make an offer to Menderax if he want if we do free him that he? Well, do you? I don't know. Do you want? To, do you want to see if he'll join us or see if he wants to have free reign and maybe he will go and kill his captors for us? Mm. How are we going to free him? Well, I, I well, mean, it's, it's more I imagine if we destroy yeah. the magical device that will probably stop whatever's keeping him there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, kind of reached out with the olive branch a bit. He, he seemed quite dismissive before, didn't he? But now he's seen yes. this in action. Maybe he's got a little bit more of a... So you've uh, you've had a little uh, little taste of what we can do there, Menderax. Should we, perchance, be able to find a way of freeing you? Could we strike up some form of temporary alliance till we get out of this place. Give me a persuasion, and I'll say do it with advantage, given what the point where his mood is at. Oh, I'm going, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm not going to roll it yet. Uh, um, can I do that? I can. Cool. Um, uh, it's not quite quick enough. I was going to cast Fortune's Favor on to- Fortune's Favor on Tommy. I remember it does take me a minute, um, so it might not work for this role, but I'll still I will do that now anyway. I think I think Sophia can tap me up with a uh, yep. Uh, what's it called? Guidance. Guidance. Yeah. So that gives me a D4, doesn't it, on top? Yeah. Right. So let's let's see. Pump you on the nose with that. <laughs> wow. Oh. Oh dear. The, wow. The plus, a, plus a four. Charismatic characters, the face of the party, oh, plus God. a two. I'm like, well, hang on. Hang on. Before you answer, let me put it in different terms then, all right? Let's say that, let's say, whilst our goals align, at least, that you join us, you know, at least temporarily... <sighs> What's the word? Not not alliance as such, but like a uh, a pact, if you will, to both to not attack each other and instead focus on our enemies. Ooh. We don't have to share. We don't have to. You don't have to join our party. You're welcome to tag along with us if if you agree. But it's more of a case of we we don't necessarily we we won't attack each other. We'll save all our abilities. To try and murder your captors and our enemies, Tommy's trying to drag it out for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, and with your roll of a a six on the persuasion, there, you see it. He's he's not dismissing it because at the moment he he's kind of come around to the idea of maybe being on your side in sort of a enemy of my enemy is my friend situation here. Mm -hmm. But you can tell he's not just going to commit helping you in any sort of direct way right now. So he just goes. See me freed from this accursed prison, and then we'll talk. And you get the feeling that that's kind of his line in the sand for right now. All right, fair enough, though. Uh, I'll take your word that should we free you, you aren't immediately going to kill us, or try to. How about that? You see, he kind of gives a non-committal shrug, which you probably thinks the best you're going to get. <laughs> All right, fair. Well, with a six, I'd see. Fuck's sake. I mean, he is unarmed yeah. at the moment as well, so if he came at you, it would just be with claws. <laughs> <laughs> Could have called him Mended No Axe. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, okay. He had to bully him at the end. 
<laughs> I know. I I didn't, didn't say it to him. That said to you guys. That wasn't that wasn't Tommy voice. It wasn't a bad London accent. It's fine. Um, <laughs> right. Where are we? What should we do then? Should we try and head back, kind of the way we came? Do we want to go and investigate those cells? I mean, I know you're not. You weren't quite as healthy as you were, Sophia. Um, it makes sense to go to head west, doesn't it? We know yeah. that's where we want to be. And so. also, at least it was previously, we, we killed most of the stuff that way. There were two cell doors we could look at, one of which was someone... That was more north, though. ...maniacally laughing. Well, I think that's that's the only way to go west. Okay. So I'm going to grab Sophia by the hand. I'm expecting Sophia to grab Brittany by the hand. And Why are we I'm holding gonna... hands? Oh yeah, because we can't, can't see, see for shit. Okay, I forgot <laughs> about that. Okay. Right. Okay, and then I'm, I'm gonna get us all to make a stealth roll again because I feel like flattering through the corridors probably isn't a smart move. See you, Mendy. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, uh, Thirty-three for Tommy. <laughs> Nineteen. Oh, to- Tommy, just so the uh, Tommy Matt. Yeah. Just so you know, that fortune's favour basically gives you luck. Oh, sweet. So you have a luck roll. Amazing. How long? Last. Uh, fortune's favour, it mm-hmm. lasts an hour. Okay. okay, so for the next hour, you have a, a luck on, what is it, one roll, effectively? Yeah, basically, yeah, any d20 roll. So nice. so that's that's any roll, autom- I just get to re-roll. Yeah, so any- roll, ability it. check, or saving throw. And, and you get, so I, get one, I get one of them, or I get to use it as many times as I want within that hour. One time. It's like okay. one use bonus Yeah, yeah that's fine. That would have been way too powerful if it was like... Everything. Yeah, for a second yeah. level spell if it was every time. <laughs> yeah, that's a ninth level spell called Foresight. That's a bit different. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was, I was going to say this. Why, why have we never used this before? But yeah, that makes sense. Can I... Yeah, Brittany, you need to make a stealth roll. Yeah, sorry, I'm just clicking through. Oh dear. Seven. As good as we're going to get. So, Tommy, you're leading the way through here, and what you do find is the water only kind of goes to the end of this corridor, and you can see just on the wall near you, as you're kind of leaving this area, there's like a glowing room there that you imagine that certainly wasn't there before. Okay. I'm also noticing spiders' webs. Yes. The other thing you notice, as you can see in the dark, is this whole area is covered in thick, ropey spider's web that certainly was not there when you left earlier. And nice. as you're kind of going through it, you're literally having to like push and rip and cut it aside. It is effectively giving you um, difficult terrain in terms of uh, game mechanics, but it's quite worrying. And obviously the two of you who can't see all of a sudden are now getting covered in this horrible, sticky web substance. I'm going to whisper to them, spider's web. Don't worry, it's quite thick though, but that's all it is. I'll let you know if I see anything. Just because obviously you start feeling sticky stuff all over you, you're going to be freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Jizzing on my face. Did you just say it isn't on my face? Jizzing on my face. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. I I mean, is that worse? Right. Oh, so Tommy, Tommy's sorry. making his way back to the green lit room again. So, oh, oh I was. <laughs> and everything went dark. There we go. So, yeah, the spider webs are moving. Uh, that's well, just me. Ignore me. <laughs> okay. Do you want to move the, the cast that green room again, guys? You can move yeah. yourself into that green room if you can see it. But yeah, cool. 
so we're in we're in here again obviously there's no we're not really sneaking in here there's the room ahead with the uh room north with the chests in or there is a corridor that continues on westwards that i don't think we've explored fully no. so did you want to go into the room with the i don't want to do it if someone else wants to go forward that's fine you'd rather continue on and hope we find the study now i just i I just feel like leaving things behind us there might be a yep. bad idea. Yep, go then, go. Okay, well, you can, you can all come with me if you want to. I'll be behind you. Yeah. So there were two mm, cells in here, weren't there? Yes, one on the west and one on the east. And that's not these doors. These are these are separate doors, aren't they? Or are those the doors to the cells? No, the, these doors are the doors to the cells. Okay. As you can see here. And one of them we heard laughter behind before. That was the, was it the yeah, east the or the west? The west one is the one where you could hear laughter. Uh, the east one you hadn't heard too much yet. Okay, let's get let's get let's, let's get a little the east one first. And can I can I just do it quickly? Inspect the door um, and see. If, I guess it's an investigation check. Um, so a natural one. So I see nothing. Is, is there? <laughs> is there is, it's just a big solid iron door, and you see that it's just got a massive like rusty looking uh, lock on the front. Though you do recall that Brittany picked up a key earlier. Can I can I see through the keyhole if I try and... Uh, try no, and there look? is no keyhole in that sense. It's just a big, like, barred door with a big padlock on the front. Hey, Brittany, uh, you got that key? I will present him with the key. <laughs> okay, Tommy's going to... Tommy's going to gingerly, and uh, with rep weapons ready, unlock the door. I will have my bow and arrow out. Okay. Pointing at Tommy's and... head. I'm getting a locked symbol if I click on it. So yeah, that's all right. So you unlock the door with the key. Oh, and... there's some folk. <laughs> well, yes. So as the door is pulled open, Tommy, you start to hear a soft murmuring sound, and you just hit with a wave of just human stench is the best way I can put it. This is not a clean or well kept cell. You see four people who've been crammed into this space. Two of them are lying on the floor and you can't tell if they're dead or alive. One of them is sat in the corner, basically in a sat on the ground, their head buried into their knees, mumbling something over and over again. And the other one is sat with his back to the wall, and he's banging his head against the stone wall over and over. So much so that, Tommy, as you look at it, you see he's drawn blood, and there's just a small pool of blood trickling down from his back. Does anybody in here still have the power of speech? Uh, do you want to give me a perception check? Yeah. 30. Ooh. A 30, you can hear the one that's in the corner with their head sort of buried into their knees, mumbling. You just hear over and over again, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. Oh God, I don't want eyes. I see it. Take my eyes, please. Please, just take my eyes, please. I don't want to see it anymore, please. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just over and over again. Oh, he's going to ask softly. What did you see? He, do you approach this one? This is one at the back, in the back of the cell, in the corner with their head down. Oh, he's going to... I mean, did I, did I get anything more from the ones that were lying down? Do they seem to be breathing, or are they... I'd say with a 30, you just pick up, like, glancing around the room. They're breathing, but they look to be comatose or catatonic. They're not moving at all. You just see a very shallow breath coming from their chest. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll move into the room to, just uh, to talk. Just, uh, just slightly. 
what are you what did you see you keep saying you saw it what was what was it you see as you get closer all of them are just wearing horribly tattered old clothes covered in filth and as i say the, the stench of this room is terrible especially as you go further into it and tommy's you kind of get closer to the one that still seems to be able to talk and you sort of kneel down a little bit to try you know comfort them or get them to speak in a bit more of a clearer way you notice that their knees are covered in dried blood and as you ask what they saw you see it's a woman but with her hair has been kind of like messily sort of torn off in chunks and she looks up at you and you see these huge clearly self-inflicted scratch marks all over her face focused on her eyes and she just stares at you through this dried blood and horrible scarring and goes <laughs> i see everything i see everything i see i see what it wants i see it it's coming for us it's coming for us it's always coming it's always coming it just comes when we're asleep i see it every time i close my eyes i don't want to close them anymore i don't i can't i can't i can't and it just goes off in just incoherent insanity tommy's gonna tommy's gonna step back gingerly out of the room He's going to turn to the others and go, I think they lost it in there. They keep talking about something they've seen, but I think they're too far gone. I think they've lost their minds. Uh, I don't know how we can help them. Are they dangerous? They don't seem to be. Maybe only to themselves. Well, I'd say let them roam free and they might cause some trouble. I mean, you are a callous bitch, Brittany, so that fits the M.O., um, no calluses, I will have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just on your fucking soul. Yeah, I. Do you know what? If we were a more benevolent party, I think we'd try and do something for them. Have you got any? Uh, have you got any spare food, Sophia? Uh, got alcohol. Throw whatever useless crap we have in the in the room and see what they do. They probably I was, do I was, have some food. Yeah, I was. I was going to just chuck chuck like candles. Some bread, a ration kind of in there mm. and kind of say, look, I'm really sorry what happened to you. Uh, we are gradually making our way through this place, killing all the shit that's, that you're probably scared of. So uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be safe sometime. Um, in the meantime, here's some food and uh, good luck. And Tommy's going to kind of give them a sheepish thumbs up and gradually <laughs> close the door. None of them seem to react. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we had like a team of psychologists and, you know, we, we, we could we could lift all these people out and try and make them functioning members of society again. But, you know, a bit of food and a thumbs up is about all you can get from me. Yeah, yeah, from us, yeah. <laughs> Sophia, do me a, a religion check. Yeah. And Tommy, do me an insight. Okay. Oh, well, eight. A ten. Mm. Okay, with an 8 and a 10, you don't really get anything from this. This was just a bizarre and horrifying situation. Mm. Well, I'm guessing these are the uh, these are the victims that are going to be killed and then resurrected or something. That's what Tommy's thinking. Um, do we want to open the other door? Um, and we are open we the other door. Are we going to leave this door open for them? Are they? Would they? Yeah. Attack? I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna let them free. It's you know we're we're like. Uh, like some of those uh there's more militant animal rights activists we're just gonna like let them out and just 
roam free now in your new habitat of New York City. Yeah, I don't know. We don't we don't really have a plan <laughs> for helping people. This isn't what we're here for. Uh, I mean, we can op- we can try the key in the other door. There yeah. was laughter coming from that. It may be the same kind of thing in there. They may be a bit more mad, but uh, I mean, if we have to shoot them, we have to shoot them, or it might be something even worse. There is, of course, also two other doors now. I think we know with the up with with the um other door to kind of the us as the players looking on's right goes because we saw the other door to that earlier. I'm not quite sure where the door kind of to the left or to the west goes. So that's that's also interesting. But let's should we open this one anyway? I'll try. Dokey. You do please. notice, Tommy, it looks pretty much identical in terms of a big, like, rusty padlock. I'm pretty yeah. confident the key will work. Click, clack. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the padlock comes off. Do you open the door? Do you know what? I kind of miss uh, miss my buddy Dick Fate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of in honor of him, I'm going to boot it in. What? The scary door? This is the scary one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if. if, if something scary behind it is going to get hit in the face by a door so <laughs> <laughs> love it so you kick the door open <laughs> yeah boof oh ash it oh there's, so there's one there's, of them eating them there's a corpse Someone. So, <laughs> the door swings open tommy with like a loud clatter as the metal hits on the stone and this cell again seems to contain four people in a very different state you see Two are sat just like cross-legged and clearly dead. They're not breathing. Their heads are lolling to one side. You see a trickle of blood down the mouth and ear of one of them. A third is propped up in the corner and has basically been flayed and torn apart. And you see just chunks of basically human gristle and muscle and flesh just all over. Just a whole bloody mess in the corner. And then the fourth person in here you see is a man who is sat on the floor in this kind of weird little circle they're set up in. And he's coated in blood. And he's got his hand up in front of himself as if he's holding something. But, Tommy, you don't see anything in his hand. And as the door swings open and clatters, he goes... He looks up towards you and goes, Uh, hello. Do you want to join our game? Uh, evening. I think you've already got enough players there. You uh, enjoy yourselves. Are you sure? It's only a finger to buy in. You notice in the centre there is a small pile of fingers and he raises his other hand and he's missing two. They clearly look like they've been gnawed off. Uh, (laughs) Jim over there lost his shirt. Well, oh, looks like you're uh, you're up quite handily at the moment. So no, I wouldn't want to intrude. Uh, you uh, enjoy your game there, mate. I uh, must have got the wrong door. That's a shame. Do come back if you want to play. Can always use an extra. Nah, do you know what, mate? I'm a little bit short myself, and I hold up my hand, showing that I'm missing a few fingers. Nice. He just softly cackles to himself and turns back to his game. I'm going to shut the door and I'm going to put the padlock back on again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you gotta let him out. No, no, we don't. No, no thanks. I don't fancy waking up to find one of my few remaining fingers being gnawed off. 
Mate, like, I don't know. What look, look, you f- you fuckers with your ten digits, right? You can piss <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lose anymore. <laughs> um, this other door, then. So we've got. My thinking is we've got two options. We can cut. We can follow this corridor back round. Duh, 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 and I found there was another door all the way back um, off the green flame room. Or we can try this door here. Now, I don't know if you mentioned what this door was, Cookson. Nope, you've not tried to go through it, and you've no idea what that one is. Okay, what does it look like? It's identical to the one over to the east of this room that you identified as probably the one that you could have come through earlier. It's that same sort of big stone sliding double door. Okay, any chance of a keyhole? I. This one does seem to have a very small keyhole. Okay, can I have a peek through then? Always saying perception or so well perception, I guess. Cause I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, perception. Yeah, cool. Last the eye. Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. With a twenty-seven, you see it's very, very narrow. You can see that there's no one immediately next to the door, as far as you can see, and there seems to be a faint green light coming from somewhere in the distance. You also see lots more vital webs. What do you think, guys? This way or? follow the main corridor down main corridor he's going to be off the main corridor isn't he all right yeah that's um, good. personal opinion uh, do you know what do you know what? i i yeah i'm 50 50 so if you go make your way back down to the green room again we'll wander back down through here and uh you need to follow me and make a stealth check again where's tommy gone uh just go down to the green room between the go. four yeah there we go so it's a 32 on my stealth roll 32. Tommy, while you're being careful and moving through all these spider webs, do me a perception check. I will. A 25 on my perception. Looking around as you're moving through and you're pushing one of the spider webs out the way, you do notice a tiny spider crawling along the web. And when you spot one, you notice there's quite a few scattered around, just on different webs and all over the place. Guys, there's, uh, there's spiders actually on the webs. They're not as big as you'd expect for the size of the webs, though. Babies, perhaps? I mean, I'm guessing that. I'm guess, guess, guessing the, the thickness of the web is quite is thicker than the spider. It looks like the spiders could generate. Oh, definitely, that, yeah. Like yeah. Way, way thicker. Yeah, okay. So I'll try and guide you around the, uh, the little ones as we make our way through, and as stealthily as well. Or we can, I guess. And this no, is a bit I don't... Nice and stealthy. I'm I'm not too familiar with so so we've got a door to the south a locked door it looks like to the south and then the corridor continues on weaving around so should we leave the locked door for now yeah guys yeah okay yeah, yeah. I, I actually I will I will have a look I'll have a look at it see if I can peek through a keyhole again do you reckon I can see anything if I nope. could, if I try it's the same sort of door as before okay excellent a nineteen this time. A 19? Yeah. With a 19, you peer through this uh, keyhole, and you see the room before before the door... Oh, sorry. The room after the door is not a particularly large room, and it is absolutely crackling with this green energy coming from this floating crystal in the middle of the room. Arcs of power are shooting off into the walls, and you see the walls have been set up with this network of they almost look like chains but they seem to be feeding into arcane scribings on the walls and then like flashing and flaring to life like it's so overwhelming as you look through the 
keyhole, you're almost temporarily blinded just because you're not used to sudden light. This room seems to be overflowing with magical power. Uh, I think we found the source of the power room and that that feeling that Mendorax got. It's definitely in it. The feeling that Mendorax got was actually to the north, he said. Okay. So orienting-wise, you're over towards the west. Okay. You think this is the where we will get sizzled if we're not undead or necromatic? That could be it, yeah. He said, just so you know, he said that that was to get to the higher levels. Tommy, from what you see, you don't see a, like, staircase or something. So if if it's neither of those things, the only other thing I can think of is is it something to do with Mendorax's actual torture, unless it's something else we've not come across. And maybe he didn't see either. Mm. It doesn't feel like a particularly safe room to go into. Well, if there's nothing to stop us opening the door, like there's nothing behind the door. Let me let me do an. Op- could you? O- well, I was going to say we do every check you were going to do, but if you do open it, then I'm pretty happy to yeah. do an Arcana check on it. Yeah, that's fine. Let me have, let me do a quick investigate on the door. An eleven. I'm guessing I don't see anything obvious that would stop me from trying to pick it. Eleven? No. No. I was going to say yeah, with, with an eleven. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, try Thieves' Tools then. 17. 17? Uh, sure. Uh, yes, 17. You hear a very satisfying little click sound as you think the door is unlocked. Lovely. Uh, is it booby-trapped? Well, I might just I might just do another investigate on it. I might, like, tap Sophia and say, Yeah. They'll help. If you're on the nose again. Thanks. A 16 plus... Three. I'll take that. Nineteen. Pretty confident. Seems okay. I um, I will I will try to try to carefully open the door, but I wanna I want I wanna kinda step back just in case any of the bolts of lightning shoot out this way. Okay. I can't open it at the moment, so there we go. What's up? <laughs> Can we see this? Yeah, I mean, when the door opens, there's the sheer radiance of the room spills out everywhere. That is a big-ass diamond. Yeah, you see this large floating crystal that's above this um, intricate inscription of magical runes upon the floor. It's, like, floating above it, and the energy is just arcing off of it, going into the chains and everything else that's connected up. This, like, arcane scrawlings all over the wall, and then you don't know what's happening to it after that, but your guess of whether this is what's powering uh, or helping the whole sort of situation with the Endorax's prison and the necromatic rituals it might well be this. So I'm going to kind of look at Brittany and go, uh, mage shit, over to you. So, um, they're doing our kind of check. You want to get closer and take a proper look? Yes. Oh, I will do so. How, how far are those beams spreading out to you? Are they coming into the doorway or are they just, just to the sides? Just like to the sides, they're, you're seeing as they arc off, they're getting channeled into the chains that are all along the sides of the room. Okay, so yeah, I'll do an arcana check. While Brittany's doing that, I'm just going to take a perception check behind us, because obviously we just opened a door and a bunch of lights just um, shot out. 22, nice. Yes, um, on the arcana. Okay, I, 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 I rolled a natural one, so. What? Yeah, you're a bit distracted by the sheer overwhelming brilliance of this. Brittany, with a 22, from what you've seen so far, and kind of piecing things together now, you definitely think this is the kind of focal point and crux of this whole ritual. 
This crystal is what's maintaining the magical cage around Menderax. It's what's allowing the sort of channeling of power throughout the catacombs. You can sense an overwhelming amount of necromatic energy flowing through it. And yes, as far as you could tell, it looks like Menderax is being used as almost some sort of magical battery to kind of keep this whole thing flowing. I wonder if, it, I wonder if that is also the source that's powering that killing field that we go through, have to go through. I was wondering, would I, would I have any inclination of how to either turn it off or destroy it while you're pondering that Brittany, and you're kind of having to you know get up close to it and give it a good yeah. look and you're thinking okay maybe if i could try to spell it with a certain level of power you don't know exactly what would happen maybe you could destabilize it maybe attacking it you're not sure you're kind of cycling through the options all three of you hear a voice echo throughout the corridor and you just hear it say <laughs> lights out and you're all swallowed by darkness. And that's where we're going to end the episode. This guy likes just laughing. Oh! Jalen, what a dickhead. Yes. What I <laughs> think is correct. <laughs> uh, so now I know how you guys feel. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Fun times. Tell you what, though, seriously, best purchase in this campaign so far. Those goggles. <laughs> They've really yeah. uh, helped your whole roguing deal, haven't they? Massively, and also, seeing as previously we had party members who could see in the dark. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> He's not with us now, is he, Deckard? Well, no, trapped in a gem, not my fault. Entirely that one, fault, and, 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 and the previous one is a, is a dragon. So yeah. Yes, yes, still alive. Possible return, <laughs> never forget, could come back. <laughs> my boy, my boy. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll kill him instead. Original yeah. boy. <laughs> Such a dick. Pin ass. Fun times. Well, as you're all plunged into horrifying darkness within this undead hellscape of madness, that was Gunpowder Treason No Plots. Hope you enjoyed the episode and. Well, if you want to get more from us, you can always go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash GTMP. If you go there and sign up, you'll end up getting our episodes a week early, which is great. And you can also see at the cast and crew on Discord as you get access to our little private server. If you want to check out the show, you can. You can find it pretty much anywhere in the world. And if you want to check out our WordPress website and Facebook group, you'll find lots of little extra lore and background tidbits there as well. If you want to chat to the cast on Twitter, while Twitter still exists, you can find us at TreasonNo and our players with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. I will hand you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. It's Ask Dick. So, uh, yeah. Still trapped in a gem, waiting for that perfect moment. But never one to not provide people with advice. And this time I think it's quite good advice. So people often talk about downward spirals. You know, like all your friends died, your new best friend turned into somebody evil, then you got your mind wiped and turned evil yourself, and then your old best friend disappeared, and then you got woken up, and now you're stuck with some people that you don't even really know. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, 
bad times, a downward spiral. You know, you uh, end up drinking and then you drink some more. And But you know what else is real? An upward spiral. You know, I started training more. So I had more energy. So I started working more. started making more money. Then saving more people, becoming a bigger hero. And then I went to the gym a bit more. I got, uh, got a bit of my uh, pump on, you know, and... Uh, then, even better, you know, some guy came into me in a gym and was like, oh, I'll set you free and I'll give you this extra power and then you might be able to use it. And, but, do you know, do you know what fuels an upward spiral? It's always fueled by one thing, ego. I encourage everyone, every man out there to develop an ego, a massive one, then work to justify it. Dick becomes a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, a motivational speaker. But I, I do feel as though having a massive ego kind of suits with my man, uh, whose name I forgot. Uh, Yes. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, lovely. Good old Dick fate. Right, shall I roll some dice then? Uh Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a zero and a four. Oh, four. Oh, yeah, we had number four. All right. Oh, uh, well, to be fair, I'm, I'm going to take this as a number. So on this chart, one to 11 is just a weapon plus two. That's really, that's quite a lazy chart, to be honest with you. I do apologize, but I'm not going to change it. Well, there you go. There, there you have it. A weapon plus two is that short sword plus two. I mean, it's got me out of a few scrapes. Yeah. Yeah. Can't can't be mad really. I would like a plus three weapon, but one day. One day. Mm. <laughs> Not today. No. Unless the guy no. playing poker had one and you just left him. That's true. He didn't look like he had one though. I mean I would be i I'd be surprised if he was locked in a cell with like an extremely rare, very, very useful weapon. I mean, how do you think he was cutting off the fingers? I, I thought with his teeth. But well, uh... maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you go back there and stab him, and then see. Uh, I have stabbed people for less. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm a new Tommy now. I'm a bit. Maybe, maybe. Some, some days. Well, that was Gunpowder Treason No Plot. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you again in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.